Ephesians 3, verse 14 to 21. This is a letter that one of the um, apostles, Paul, writes to one of the churches that he established, the Ephesians, the church in Ephesus. And he is speaking in glowing terms about who they are as Jews and as a temple in which the Lord is going to dwell and spoken about grace and he's spoken about all kinds of wonderful things about who they are as a church. And then he, he prays right in the middle of his whole letter and he says this, and, and he goes on with this prayer and it's in Ephesians 4, verse, or 3, verse 14 to 21. For this reason I kneel before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his, whole, through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power, together with all the Lord's holy people, to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. Dear friends of God, whether, okay, we'll just wait for the PowerPoint. Okay, whether you're in Sunday school or you're in life after 55 or you're in coffee break or student impact or if you just come to pickleball, or you only come to the, the potluck at your community, our church is dedicated to helping you grow in a relationship to God. That means we are concerned about your heart. And not that organ that's in the middle of your chest that, that beats every few seconds. Although we're concerned about that, we hope your ticker's okay. But we're thinking about your being, the center of who you are. Your heart is your spiritual center. Your heart is where you have a relationship with God. And we want to help you grow stronger in that place. So, how is your heart? We're concerned about your heart because it's, it's in the human heart where Christ dwells. The prayer in our passage is for us all. It says that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And that's an amazing, amazing thought. That Christ may dwell within your heart through faith. Somewhere in our inner being, Christ will dwell there. Somewhere in the center of who we are, the divine Son of God comes to make his home. The one who created the world. 
The one who upholds the world as with his hand. Who carries out his eternal plan with wisdom and might. The one who hears every prayer of every person who prays to him. Who knows our thoughts from afar. Who before a word is on our lips knows it completely. Who understands the mystery of all there is. Comes to live in my ordinary human heart. God is so vast and incomprehensible in his being, so unspeakably good and pure, so pure of, or so full of pure light and truth and knowledge, and yet, and yet he comes and lives in my heart and your heart. It's like trying to shove a fully inflated rubber dinghy through a keyhole. How does that work? Or, or an elephant trying to live in the home of a little mole under the ground. How, how could that be? How, how amazing that would be. Something so vast cannot accommodate itself to something so small. And yet, it's true. That's what Jesus says he will do. Jesus says, if anyone loves me, he will obey my teaching. My Father will love him and we will come to him and make our home with him. With him in our hearts. Remain in me, he says, and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. And Jesus says in in Revelation, here I am, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with him and he with me. I stand at the door of your heart and I'm knocking. And if you open that door, I will come there and I will dwell there. That's what Jesus is saying. Clearly Jesus wants to. So how is your heart is Jesus dwelling there? The most tragic loss of humankind is in, in, their fall, in our fall into sin is that the Spirit of God has left our hearts. In the language of, our, of his time, A.W. Tozer speaks of, about it as a burning bush inside of us. He says, at the far in hidden center of a man's being is a bush fitted to be the dwelling place of the triune God. There God planned to rest and glow with moral and spiritual fire. Man, by his sin, forfeited this indescribably wonderfully, wonderful privilege and must now dwell there all alone. For so intimately private is the place that no creature can intrude. No one can enter but Christ. And he will enter only by the invitation of faith. And I love that image of a burning bush within our hearts. We used to have a relationship with God and God was within us, warmly glowing with his love and his, his warmth. And it's like a burning bush. It didn't burn out. It, it just kept on burning inside of us. A relationship full of joy and love and, and, and peace. But we lost it because of sin. Sin put it out. And people have a sense that this is true. Deep down, we remember 
there is a place in my heart for a relationship with God. We sense this emptiness, this, this longing, this coldness when God is not there. We have a sense that we're missing something profoundly important within ourselves. And we know it's there and we want it. And we try to light that bush on fire with so many different ways, but it won't light. And we want to have a spark. We look for God and we think we find him in various places, in the force of nature, in the love of family, in drugs or political ideology or rituals or ceremonies or symbols. But he's not there. And the good news of the gospel is that the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. When we believe in Jesus Christ, he is there dwelling among us as the burning bush within our hearts. He creates holy ground in our hearts. He enters that, that place where only he has the key and the glory of his presence fills us with the warmth of joy and peace. I think we're... There we go. And next one. That's what Christianity is all about. Christianity is not primarily a religion of do's, don'ts. It's not about making an intellectual assent to formal creeds or doctrines and then arguing the fundamentals with modernists. It's not about behaving in certain ways so that you're right with God. Christianity is all about Jesus living in your heart and lighting that flame within you. Jesus, it, it, it's about a relationship with him that's growing. He brings the triune God at the center of our being once again. And the prayer of our passage this morning is that Christ may dwell in our hearts through faith. It's a prayer for Christian faith to be alive and growing in the hearts of all who come here. This is the prayer that gives us the vision we have for people to grow in a relationship with God. What happens? What happened to you when you did this? When you said, Jesus, I want you in my heart. I, would, I, I, I invite you into my life, into the very center of my being. What happens then? When that flame ignites... Well, our, our passage speaks about, about strength and power. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. When you have Christ in your heart, you have power in your heart. You, you get a power and a strength that, that you can't explain and, and, and you don't know where you get that from, but it's, it's there. In another place in the Bible, it speaks of a peace that passes all understanding. That will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. You'll have a, sense, a growing sense of peace in the deepest part of who you are. You'll be at home within yourself. You'll be at home with God, within God's people. You'll be at home with God himself. I once had a phone call from a former member of my church. He had moved to a, to a different community where there wasn't a Christian Reformed church. And at the age of 38, he was diagnosed with an aggressive form of brain cancer. And it didn't look good. And in his church, he didn't have a Psalter hymnal 
with the Heidelberg Catechism question and answer one on the back of it. And he wanted it because he grew up knowing question and answer one. So he asked me to send him a copy of question and answer one. What is your only comfort in life and in death? That I belong, body and soul, in life and in death to my faithful Savior, Jesus Christ. He needed that comfort. He needed that peace that comes when you belong to Christ. He needed to hear those familiar and powerful words that speak of identity and belonging. How are you doing? <laughs> That's a, a preacher in the making. All right. Comfortable in the front. Sadly, my friend died, but he had Christ in his heart to give him the power and strength that he needed to face this, this hardest work of your life, which is to let it go. He grew in his relationship with God, even as his life was cut way too short. It doesn't take a ser as serious an experience as a cancer diagnosis to help us grow in this peace, but as you face your life with challenges and temptations and, and, and all of life, our hope here is that you grow in peace in your heart and that you know the comfort of belonging to the one who has set you free and that that becomes the deepest part of, of who you are as a person. That it's what defines you, that you belong to God and Christ is in your heart. And when Christ dwells in your heart, not only will you have strength and, and peace, but you will engage with God. You will have a relationship. And a relationship means you talk. You, you, you do things together. And, and, and that means for us worship and prayer. It says God is spirit and his worshipers must worship in the spirit and in truth. True worship is the union of the human spirit, the human heart, with the Spirit of God. When Christ dwells within us, something happens in worship. Worship isn't just this nice thing that takes place from, from 10 to 11 on a Sunday morning. It's the engagement of the human heart with the living God. And we grow when we gather, when we worship when we hear God's word, when it chips away at the stony resistance we have in our heart, and we, when we hear God's word and, and we learn to trade our sorrows for joy, when, when we leave anger, our meanness and our bad habits there with God and we take away his peace and his kindness and his good practices to promote healing. I've heard people ask, oh, what did I get out of worship anyway? Wrong question. Wrong question, that's the consumer question. The better question is this, how did I engage God in worship? How did my heart move closer to God as I sang that song, as I heard those familiar words, as, as I saw imperfect people gathering together and reciting the same faith as me? 
What aspect of following Jesus am I more committed to because I've heard his word, I've prayed and I've sung those words, or just been in his presence? Do I believe a little bit more that God can use all things for the good of those who love him? Am I a bit more thankful? Rather than ask, what did I get in worship? Maybe you could ask, what did I lose in worship? What did I give up? What did I surrender? What did I lay before the altar of God and leave there for God to take care of? What burden did God take away from me? When Christ dwells in your heart, you engage God and something happens and you grow. And when Christ dwells in your heart, you, you actually don't stay the same. Your life changes. The Bible says the heart is the wellspring of life. Your heart is the command center of your being, your soul, your mind, your will, your affections. It affects every part of your life. When Christ dwells in your heart, even though your heart is prone to evil and you have a natural tendency to hate God and neighbor, there is a new principle in your life that's stronger and deeper. And even though you fail and suffer, there is a holy desire to change, to do better, to make amends, to walk the walk and not just talk the talk, to be humble just like Jesus. When you, you grow more like Jesus in all his grace and truth, his compassion, his love, Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control are growing and showing in you as you grow in relationship with Jesus. You learn to have better spiritual hygiene, keeping your heart in good order, keeping your priorities straight, keeping pride in check, and beating down the weeds of jealousy and envy and immorality and anger and gluttony and laziness. Your life is not the same. When Jesus lives in your heart and, he is, and your heart is growing. These things happen to us when Jesus lives in our hearts. And our church is dedicated to helping you grow in these things. The person next to you is dedicated to helping you grow in that relationship. That's our hope. But then, how do you measure growth? I mean, it was great to have, you know, a little... A little leaf, you know, maybe two leaves on the plant and then a bigger plant, a huge plant. How do you measure the growth? I remember a, a church planter in Calgary. He had a t-shirt and it said, now 17% less judgmental. <laughs> Everybody thinks Christians are so judgmental and he was planting a church so he said, yeah, we're less judgmental. And I thought it was pretty clever. Not only was it funny, it also made a good point. When Jesus enters our heart, things change. You will grow in this relationship, and it will change you. So I'm wondering, what kind of t-shirt would you put on? What would you design to measure your growth in your relationship with God? Next one. Now 17% more peaceful. Now 23% more kind. Now 3% less worried. It's always hard to get rid of worry. It may be impossible to measure this kind of growth. And yet it's there and it will show up in the way you talk to each other. The when, you, when you share your life together and your faith with others, you will experience growth. Hard to measure. Hard to see. And yet it's there. So how's your heart? 
As a church, we're dedicated to helping your heart grow in relationship to God. May God bless us all with healthy hearts that are growing stronger and deeper in our relationship to God. Let us pray. Dear God, we have put our faith in you, and you have come to dwell in our hearts. Thank you for the peace, the joy, the hope that we have in that deep place of our being. Help us to open up our hearts more and more to your love and to grow in our relationship with you. Thank you for our church, for the people who care enough to help us to grow in relationship with you. Help us to be the church as you call us to be. In Jesus, amen.